Yes, people. Welcome to a another chin check. And um, yeah, this was a great week of fights. We started off on Friday with Invicta 38, the last card of the year. Then Saturday, people. Saturday, UFC 244, Madison Square Gardens. Maybe the um, deepest card of the year so far. I say so far because woo, UFC 245 is looking crazy. But yeah, the, these two events, really good fights. Really good fights, not a letdown. So um, yeah, let's get into the crazy, right? So Friday night, just in the build-up to UFC 244. So why not check out the last Invicta card of the year, Invicta 38, from Memorial Hall, Kansas City, as usual. Well, um, yeah. So this was a uh, you know seven fight card, not bad. Uh, First fight was Tanisha Tennant against Serena Dejesus. Um, both very early in their careers. Bantamweight. Um, and yeah, not a bad fight. You know, it's um, kind of started off as a kickboxing battle. Uh, both throwing well. Uh, Tennant landed a great... Um, knocked down early in the first round. Um, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Um, gets up uh, from the knockdown. And they continue. Uh, yeah, this is essentially just a kickboxing fight here. Um, they're both... I think they were both pretty focused. Tenant, I think, has the most power um, out of the two. Uh, in the clinch, Dehu Zeus, she's looking for knees. Um, but Tenant lands two good elbows on the break and um, gets a takedown at the end of the round. Second round starts and Tennant seems to be the more confident, throwing crisp shots. Um, it's pretty even though, like the first round. Um, three minutes in though, Dehu Zeus rocks Tennant with a um, a kick punch combination. Tennant. Ah, she manages to recover and come back hard with um, a lot of pressure towards the end of the round. Third round, um, yeah, there's there's no real stepping back in pace or anything like that. They're both coming at it, looking to, uh, yeah, looking for the win. Um, I think what stands out, though, is that Tennant, she's putting together um, more combinations and and probably has the most 
pressure. De Jesus, she gets stunned a few times, um, but shows a lot of heart, keeps on coming forward. Yo, this was a great fight to start things off. Uh, Tennant wins on a unanimous decision. Uh, we then move up to um, Featherweight, and we've got Autumn Norton against uh, Shiana Rincon. Um, both are technically bantamweight fighters, but took this on short notice. Uh, so, first round, <laughs> oh man, there was no feeling out here. They just both came in looking to throw down. Norton is um, really pressuring forward, throwing a lot of combinations. Uh, Rincon isn't, um, you know, she's not laying down, but Norton seems to have the power, and she's really marking up Rincon's face. Just, yeah, it was great. Like, the amount of power Norton was showing, and just the pressure. Like, Rincon just, it's like she couldn't get started. Second round, Rincon tries to throw a leg kick to slow Norton down, but Norton lands a side kick on the leg while Rincon is off balance and she goes down. It's now the autumn show, basically. I mean, she is on top, throwing down ground and pound at will. Elbows for days. You know, just messing Rincon up. And she just doesn't seem to know to... Um, yeah, just... Man, she, like, she won't stop. I mean, she's not running out of energy. It, it's, it's, it's just crazy. She's like the Energizer Bunny. You know what I mean? Um, third round... Um, and Norton was, yeah, I don't know. I think Norton thinks like she's wild game hunting, you know, because she is just stonking Rincon. It's just ridiculous, you know. What I mean? there's, there's just never any let up, you know. She's not tr um, letting Rincon find a way back into the fight. Um, yeah, she, she caught a kick and then puts Rincon down. Um, yeah, just making a pay for every little mistake that she makes. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's just a great performance from Norton. It really is. Um, yeah. Clearly wins the fight. It was just man. And you think if she does this at featherweight, what is she gonna be like now when she drops down to um back down to bantamweight? You know. So the next fight we have um Lisa Vazola against Kerry Kennison, and um, this is at bantamweight. Um. 
Vizola, formerly, um, I think it's Sparrowsa. Um, she's undefeated. Uh, so she's looking to um, maintain that. But first round, and Kennison is. Whoo! Kennison's on fire here. You know what I mean? She's, she's coming out with some kicks. And um, the solar is really. She's looking to pressure. But I think Kennison's using her reach. And. Um, you know, she, she's really got, I think she's really found her distance early, and so when Vasola comes in, she, Kennison catches her with a, a straight, and um, puts her down, um, Kennison gets on top, and um, yeah, she's dropping some ground and pound, but Vasola, she gets up, she, Pretty much straight away. Um, rest of the round is pretty even though. Both using good movement uh, to land and um, kind of try and avoid getting hit. Second round, Kennison, yeah, she lands a good front kick up the middle, just like blooding Vasola's nose straight away. But Vasola's really bringing um, the pressure and aggression. Uh, you know, with, with her movement and the pressure, she's able to land some good combinations and starts to hurt Kennison a few times. She's still taking shots, but this is... Um, I think this round is definitely um, more Vasola. You know, she needed this to um, make Kennison take notice. You know what I mean? Third round and... Jesus. It's just nuts. Like, Vasola is just up in the pressure. Really just taking it to Kennison. You know, keeping her on the Fence and countering like her jab with some great combinations. Um, like Kennison starts to come forward a few times, but Vasola always ends things with a um with a shot that just like snaps her back to the fence. Like near the end of the round, Vasola. She's just hurting Kennison. During like landing some real good body shots and um nearly getting a standing guillotine. You know what I mean? And I think it was the um just the, the pressure, the constant pressure from round two onwards that um seals the deal for Fazola. You know, because, um, yeah, she gets a unanimous decision. Um, so, next up is a rematch. We've got Shanna Young against Maju Sotomaya. And they fought in the last um, Phoenix Rising tournament. And the thing with that fight was, 
because um, the first round fight is just one round, like, Sotomayor, she, she was dominating the fight, she basically dominated for four minutes, Young gets her down, and wins the fight, so, you know, coming into this, this is at, um, flyweight, 125 pounds, so coming into this fight, you kind of feel with three rounds, this should be, um, Sotiyama's, um, fight, essentially, you know, um, first round, yeah, Sotiyama's striking, it's, it's a bit hesitant, you know what I mean, to start off with, she seems a bit hesitant, um, Young, she's probably got the the more power out of the two. Something you didn't notice as much in the first fight. Um, but she does miss a lot. You know, I mean? she's throwing a lot. Um, just hitting the air, which you think could be detrimental going forward. You know, I mean, could start to get tired maybe. Uh, Sotomayor, uh, you know, she lands a good takedown and um, then just controls the round, you know. Uh, she's trying for a rear naked choke uh, and lands some good shots on top. Second round, um, Young comes out with a lot of aggression and she, uh, she drops Sotomayor. Um, though she does get up straight away, clinching with Young, um, and then gets her own takedown. Um, Young does get up pretty much straight away as well, um, and then they're just clinching. Young, she seems to be able to, uh, just... To know, just kind of get a bit more pressure, get a bit more pressure, um, and she uh, gets a takedown, um, stays on top for the rest of the round, and just controls and punishes Sotomayor, you know, third round, and, um, yeah, it's pretty much young, you know, young, she is just coming with the pressure and the aggression, um, yeah, like, Sotomayor, she, she holds her own for a bit, but as soon as young gets a takedown, then it's just, yeah, it's all young, landing ground and pound, and, Sotomayor just doesn't seem to know what to do off the, from the bottom. It, it it's just she can't get up. She's not framing. It is just she does seem a bit lost. So um, yeah, it is a a bit of a shock outcome. You know, from the first fight, you would have thought that probably Sotomayor had this, but no, nope, Young takes it unanimous. Uh, unanimous decision. Next fight 
we're uh, we're down to um, fla- uh, strawweight. We've got Mallory Martin against Cynthia Arceo. Um and yeah, this man. So Arceo starts with a lot of movement, just tagging Martin at will. But Martin gets in on a um on a on a clinch and um manages to get RCO down, landing some real good shots. You know what I mean? Really taking it to RCO. Uh probably with about a minute left, RCO um gets away from Martin and um yeah, like finishes the round, like landing some good shots on Martin. Second round starts, and um, Martin is pressing forward. RCO is very slick on her feet, though, and she's able to hit and avoid Martin. Um, but eventually, Martin catches a kick, gets a takedown. Um, and uses, uh, like a head and arm choke attack to get the mount. And, um, yeah, once she gets on top, she is, yeah, she's going crazy with the elbows, man. Just, oh, you wouldn't want to be on bottom. You know what I mean? It's not pretty at all. Third round, Arso is keeping keeping it moving, trying to land something significant, but things go the way as expected. Martin gets another takedown and just drops them bows. You know what I mean? Ah, it, it, it's it's pretty emphatic in the end. You know, Arso just she can't get off the bottom. And when Martin is throwing the elbows, but like RCO has no response. She just doesn't know what to do. So it is a pretty unanimous decision for uh, Martin. So now we are in on the uh, on the co-main event, which was meant to be the main event, but um, Karina Rodriguez missed weight. So, uh, her fight with Vanessa Porto is now a um, non-title fight. So, Porto, even if she loses, keeps her belt. And it's now three rounds at um, flyweight instead of five. In the first round, Porto comes out. And um, she's really looking to stamp her dominance on things. Taking the center of the octagon and just um, punishing Rodriguez with a jab and kicks. Rodriguez, you know, she's trying to hit and move, but Porto gets her to the fence and, um, yeah, goes in to get that takedown. Uh, Rodriguez, um, yeah, she uses the fence to, uh, you know, 
stop the takedown, but eventually Porto just picks her up, slams her down. Um, Rodriguez, she does get up, um, yeah, without really taking any sort of damage, and, uh, yeah, she goes on, you know, she, a pretty much a kick-heavy attack, yeah, she's, um, landing good combinations on Porto, I think Porto does stay calm, and gets a takedown, um, yeah, and then she's just, uh, she manages to get some good shots in, um, but, you know, Rodriguez is, like, yeah, she gets up, and she's doing well with kicks, but, I gets taken down again, um, so I would say, like, the first round is definitely... Yeah, definitely Porto's second round. Um, and I don't know when it happened, but Rodriguez's left eye is pretty swollen. You know, it doesn't look great. And Porto is really going for that side, throwing a lot of um, lot of kicks to um, yeah to try and land. But Rodriguez is um like she's she's really utilizing the knee this round. And every time Porto comes in for a takedown, she's throwing that knee up early so um Porto can't come in and take her down. And um yeah, she's landing well. Like on one attempt, Porto does get in deep. Rodriguez comes up with a knee, and, um, yeah, Porto's nose is just, like, boom, blood everywhere, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a much better round for Porto, you know, she's landing well, um, avoiding takedowns, but towards the end, um, Porto does get her, but Rodriguez is up, straight away, third round starts, and, um, yeah, Paul Rodriguez is doing really well this round, you know, just holding, um, Porto off, just really lighting her up, uh, it's, it's like, it's really close, Porto gets a takedown, though, towards the end of the round, um, yeah, Rodriguez gets up, but then gets taken down again, um, and you do think, like, she's not really able to, like, really get a lot of damage on Rodriguez with the takedowns, but it's probably the takedowns that, you know, give Porto the win, because, yeah, this is a really good performance from Rodriguez. And you think over five rounds, maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe she could have done something. Who knows? But now it's the new main event of the night. It's um, Kanako Moritata against Emily Ducott. 
five round fight for the uh, strawweight title. And um, yeah, so Moritato comes out really pushing forward, trying to get Ducat down. Um, but Ducat survives. Uh, Moritato gets um, gets her on the second attempt though. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like she she takes her down, but Ducat has got a really active guard and um yeah you know she's throwing up a lot of arm bar attempts you know um like mm, Muratato she she's able to kind of um yeah get Get past the armbar. As soon as she gets past the armbar, she she then controls Ducat for a while. But Ducat does get up. Um, gets taken down again. Uh, Ducat then gets up, taken down one more time. But she is, yeah, you know, she's. Trying, she 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 lands another armbar attempt, then gets into a triangle. Um, now, like, yeah, Morikato, she she can't do anything, but the attempts aren't in deep enough to really, you know, what I mean, worry her. Second round starts and um. Dude, like, this is a far better round for Ducat. You know, she controls the majority of it. Um, doing really well with her movement. She's landing a lot of shots, landing kicks. Um, and avoiding the takedown. Showing a really good sprawl. Um, but with a minute left in the round, um, Morikato takes her down. But like as we saw in the first round, Ducat is very active. And um Yeah, Morikato, she's not really able to land much damage on um Ducat, even though she's on top. Third round and the third round is pretty much a carbon copy of the second round. You know what I mean? Ducat is controlling things on the feet. But she gets taken down with a minute left. Again, though, very active off her back, avoiding a lot of ground and pound. You know, fourth round, and um, Morikato, she comes out with a lot more pressure this round. You know, she lands some good shots, but Ducat imposes her will, and, um, yeah, then controls the, the stand-up, you know, um, this round, uh, Morikato gets to take down a little bit sooner than the previous two, Ducat is, um, yeah, Ducat is still very active, and in a scramble, ends the round on Morikato's back, you know, which is like, 
Yeah, I don't think anyone expected that. Like, she wasn't really threatening with any rear nakeds or anything like that. But it, I think it, it really helped with her confidence. Fifth round. And, um, yeah, this, this is pretty much on the feet for the majority of the round. Um, Ducat is doing... She's doing really well, but she does throw a bit of a lazy kick and gets taken down. But when she's, like, on her back, again, she's the one doing all the work. She's throwing up a lot of armbar attempts. Um, she goes for a leg lock. And, um, yeah, then she uh, she gets back to her feet. Stuffs a takedown attempt and is just landing well. So this was a this was a crazy round. This I mean a crazy fight, you know, because it's it's very close. Ink Morikato gets she's been getting the takedowns, but not doing anything with them. So although Ducat did get taken down a lot. She was very active. She was the one, you know, throwing up uh, submission attempts, throwing up a lot of elbows, stuff like that. So it was interesting. The judges did give it to Morata. Um, but I can definitely see this getting run back. And, um, yeah, I, I think... If Ducat can just work on the takedown defense, if she stuffs the majority of takedowns, I think this would be a different result. But yeah, this was a fun night of fights. Um, yeah, looking forward to, um, you know, what Invicta has in store for 2020. But now it is all about. UFC 244 tomorrow, so, uh, or later on today, however you want to look at it, but yeah, let's see what happens with that, alright, cool. Okay, people, so, man, whoo, UFC 244, Masvidal v. Diaz, Madison Square Garden, and... If that's not enough, 12 bouts, and it's the 500th UFC event. So, going in, just looking at the bouts, you were like, yo, this this could be a fun-ass card, you know? Then, Madison Square Garden, and the last cards over the years in Madison Square Garden have been fire. And on top of that, 500th event. So you're thinking, yo, it needs to be fire. And thinking, if you think back to the anniversary event in Vancouver, I think that was Cowboy B. Iaquenta. And that card was great. So it's a bit like, all right, it's got all the potential. Can it live up to it? Yo, people, I think from the giddy up, we had some good fights. We really had some good fights. So we had Hakeem Dawadu against Julio Arce. Both, I think they were both with a, a 
five and one record. I think I think that was the case coming in. You know I mean so yeah, it was like potentially a great fight at um at Featherweight. Okay, so 145. So this was the fight that started things off. You know, the early prelims. Um and it started off with them, you know, they were feeling each other out. It was a you know, exchanging kicks mainly. Um but Dawadu throws a leg kick that really seems to um have Arce in trouble. Dawadu doesn't seem to notice though, which is like really odd. Because Dawadu didn't notice his corner didn't shout anything out. So he just gets Arce and clinches him up against a fence, which is just a bit like, yo, that you need to attack right now, you know? So we had that. And they're just clinching it up. Arce's leg seems to come back to him. He breaks away, lands a really good hook on Dowdu. They were just like, oh. I think he, he might have stunned him. Um, but Dowdu like comes back throwing some real hard shots. He manages, I think he like throws combination. Of nine shots, which are like, whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, yeah, he got hooked and he's just like, nah, I ain't having that. Which was just like, yo, okay. Second round started. It's pretty even. It was a, you know, I think it was a pretty even fight. They're both, both throwing tit for tat. Um, that dude does seem to be edging it slightly, though, you know. Like landing Maybe a slightly more of the punches And he shots Definitely had more power to them Two minutes left in the round um, Arce gets a takedown But Dawdu does manage to reverse it Which I don't think From first look at the situation Didn't really think Dawdu was didn't seem like he could get out of it Yeah, then he managed to reverse it So it's like, yo, okay Third round starts And um, It's so weird Because you're thinking Okay, so Arce is probably down two rounds Third round though It's a kickboxing fight <laughs> It's a kickboxing fight And we're just like um, Arce needs to get a takedown He needs to get a takedown He needs to try for possibly a submission Some ground about Something to stop this fight But yeah it's He's not doing that Which, which is odd Like it's a close fight You know what I mean It's not like a walk away from with, By Dawadu or anything like that But Dawadu's winning You know so it's a bit like, ah, it just seemed a weird strategy from Arce in the third round. What was really weird though, that it Dowdu won, but it was a split decision. It was just a bit like, I don't know if I saw that as a split decision, man. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, then we've got um, Lyman Good. 
against Chance Raincounter. So he'd gone up to um, welterweight for this one. Um, and, uh, yeah, this, this, you know, this looked like it would be a good fight on paper. And, yeah, it was a good fight. So, um, good starts with some heavy hook. And proceeds to um, just throw boulders at rain counter. It was just like, yo, <laughs> this is this is a problem, man. You know, like rain counter, he he, he tries to throw um, at range, but good just marches him down. You know. Ring counter, you know, he tries for a few takedowns, but yeah, nothing, nothing with any conviction, you know, like he goes in, but he doesn't seem to, as soon as he hits good, he then stops, he's not following through, um, so, um, yeah, it just looks like good is, um, just kind of killing him, you know what I mean, he's just landing heavy uppercuts, he's really just rocking ring counter, and um, yeah, just round ends with just like, you know, him landing a big head kick, so you're just like, oh boy, man, things need to change, you know, so second round, um, good is landing like big singles and counters, but I, I I think you know you you can look at it and you think all right, good is probably slowing down a bit. Um, but rain counter isn't really pressuring him, which is the problem. You know, good slowing. So I think this is the chance for ring counter to really get in there, put some pressure, try and do some damage, you know. But yeah, he's just not not doing that. Um, he's landing more though, which is you know good. Um, and um, as the round goes on, but the. It's just he's landing single shots. He's not putting together combinations, and they don't have the same snap as what's coming back from good. You know, so that's the problem here. So even a slower good is winning because when he's hitting ring counter, ring counter is. Boy, he's snapping back. You know what I mean? His head is going. He's like, you can you can see the physicality of it. But, you know, ring counter, he's landing more, but he's just not having the same effect on good. So we go into the last round. Um, and, you know, it kind of starts where the second finished. So good is looking to decapitate Ren Counter. You know, he's not, um, it's not changing gear though. You know, 
So he's throwing those, but he's not. I think we're in the first round. You, you, you see those shifts. So, like, power forward and do... That's not happening now. But... Rank counter is... He's very tentative. Which really seems like he, he's probably got rocked harder than we thought. Because, yeah, he's just... Very cautious. Very, very cautious. Um, so, good goes for a head kick... It's blocked. But I think this is the thing, right? It, it, it's blocked, but I think it really shows the power that Good is carrying because Rencounter seems stunned by it. You know? Which really... Um, it's not good. It's not good because it puts him in a compromising situation. So... Um, good follows it up with a big overhand that puts ring count that um puts ring counter down. Uh, yeah, he 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 turtles up. Good goes to um get busy with some ground and pound, but yeah, that's it. Ref don't need to see anything else. Calls it, which is good, but um. Man, you, you it was it's just like you just felt rank counter. If he could there was moments in the fight where if he could have just stepped up a little bit, possibly it, it might have been different. But yeah, no, it was a great performance from good. It definitely was. So next up was the um Headlining fight from the early prelims, and it was Caitlin Chagagian against Jennifer Meyer. And, um, yeah, Jennifer Meyer missed weight, which is never a good thing. Never a good thing. Ah, very frustrating. So, this, you know, it was, I think, the way this was looking. Was that it would be a uh, you know a title eliminator to see who would be fighting Valentina Shevchenko? So yeah, this was the um, the flyweight. So one hundred twenty five, but um not for Maya, <laughs> who is definitely heavier. Uh, okay, so. First round and Chikagin is man, she's showing such a lot of growth. Such a lot of growth in this fight. But she's really using her range. And we haven't seen that a lot from her. We see kind of splurts of it, but never to the point where she really kind of this is what I'm doing, you know? So, yeah, we, we, we see her using a range. Like, Maya is moving forward and does, um, you know, she gets off some shots. But Chikagian is showing the variety of attacks, you know. Um, Maya tries for a takedown off the fence, but Chikagian avoids it and unloads with lots. 
shorts of um shorts to the midsection and a head kit. You know, so and that was sensible because if you've missed weight, a lot of times we, we see that it makes the fight susceptible to anything to um the midsection. So yeah, you know. Again, more growth of Jadian. We see a lot in her fight IQ in this fight. Second round, um, Maya starts with some leg kicks, which is a good idea. But, you know, I think Chikagian's movement is frustrating Maya. You know, Kagagian is upping her volume. And um, doing a lot of countering with with a variety of um, different shots. You know, she's always moving around a mire. Um, you know, so she doesn't know where to hit. She's, um, yeah, I think she's, you know, just lasering with the power. You know, she, I think if she had more power, she could have possibly stopped Maya. I, I can't, that's what you kind of feel. Um, but Maya's only landing with single shots. This is the problem. So Kajagian is really going for it. And Maya's landing, but only singles, you know? Um, yeah, so Kajagian lands a good leg kick. Um, and yeah, she's just using those to keep Maya at bay. Third round starts. And Maya comes out really trying to pressure and and it's her, you know, it's her best round for landing shots. But Kajagian is still, man, she's still hitting, you know, she's still hitting Maya with with a jab and um some good kicks. Probably with a minute left, Maya gets gets the takedown, you know, but she doesn't. She doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? She doesn't do anything with the takedown, which is bizarre. Because you're thinking, all right, she's finally got her down. She's lost the first two rounds. So obviously, she's going to try and get a stoppage with ground and pound, maybe go for a sub. That's what she's going to do, right? No. <laughs> no, she doesn't. It, it, it's weird, and what does happen, Kajajian goes for an ankle lock attempt at the very end, which is crazy, because you're kind of thinking, alright, that's what Maya needs to do, but it's Kajajian that is still pushing, and tries for the sub at the end, so um, yeah, this was a great victory for Kajajian. Um, do I think she will beat Shevchenko? No, I don't think she's going to beat Shevchenko. Because I, I think a problem for Chikagian is she doesn't have the knockout power. And Shevchenko has the knockout power. Has the fight IQ, has the consistency. So, I think on this performance, Shikagian will definitely, you know, put up a good fight. But, yeah, 
I, 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 you kind of still feel um, Shevchenko is probably going to get the well, will get the win and possibly the stoppage. But great fight for Chikagian, great win, great way to end the early prelims. So, um, yeah, what a way to start this card, people. Okay, so now we are on to the main prelims. And uh, the first fight was Andre Oloski against Jezinho Rosenstruck. Um, who, uh, yeah, has so many similarities to um, Francis Ngannou, really, when you kind of break it down. And... This fight, Jesus, man, it was not very long, (laughs) not very long at all, like, 29 seconds, um, yeah, Rosenstruck throws out a jab that stuns Orlowski, clearly stuns Orlowski, and Orlowski, you can see that he's just a bit like, alright, fuck it, I ain't having that, so he goes in to be like, look, I'm not scared, I can throw too, and as he's coming in on Rosenstruck, he, like, he just throws a, uh, a fadeaway left hook that just catches Orlowski just clean on the chin, and Orlowski is done, out, it was crazy, just the power, just to put him out, boom, like that, man, great win for Rosenstruck, ugh, sad for Oloski, but, like, Oloski, the last, and this is a funny thing, the last time Oloski got knocked out, Francis Ngannou, two years ago, you know what I mean, so, I don't think, you know what I mean? This is the end of Orlowski. That he needs to retire or anything like that. I mean, let's not get it twisted. He's definitely... You know what I mean? I think he's on the down. But he can still... He can still throw down. You know what I mean? can still definitely throw down. Um, and that was heavyweights, obviously. So, next up, we're in the middleweight division... And we've got Brad Tavares against Edmund Shabazian. And so Tavares, this is his first fight since the loss to Israel Adesanya. And um, Shabazian has just been on a friggin' tear. Just killing it in the UFC. You know what I mean? And, um, yo, this was a just a great performance. Um... So started like they're both swinging. You know what I mean? They're both trying to land on each other, um, but not looking to. They're not trying to rush. You know what I mean? They're trying to be sensible with it. Um, Shabazian clearly is the faster throw puncher. You know what I mean? He's definitely got the speed. He's got the range. All of that. And um, he throws a real crisp one-two that 
lands and um, puts Tavares down. Jared, it was just like, yo. Um, yeah, Shabazian doesn't rush, though. He, he's really composed with everything that he's doing. Um, so he, Tavares gets back up. He Shabazian then throws a right jab that um yeah it masks the um the quick right kick um Tavazian didn't see it and yes yeah, done it, it, it it's yeah he's out boom just. A really good knockout. You know what I mean? A really good knockout. It was just... And I think it was coming off that same hand. You know what I mean? That that was the killer. It, it, it was just that... um The right jab. And then the kick right behind it. That just gets Tavares. Man. And... uh Yeah. It, it was funny, man. Like, we just had this... Just sweet, just run of just awesome performances. You know what I mean? So, um, great win for Shabazian. He's still undefeated. Okay, so we next go to um, uh, 145. So, the uh, featherweight division. Uh, and we've got uh, Shane Burgos. Against Makwan Amirakwani And uh, yeah this was Like you knew this was going to be an interesting one You know this could be a fun ass fight So um, uh, Carney he comes out And um, he's you know he's going straight for that takedown Burgess, um, you know, he, he, he tries to, uh, stop it and everything like that, um, and he, like, he gets the first one, so he manages to, you know, back Amirakani up, Amirakani lands a cook, and, um, yeah, then, they, you know, he just, he's throwing, throwing, um, Burgos, he, uh, like, he, he, you know, he, he sets up, but Murakani is, um, yeah, he's able to kind of maintain control, um, you know, he's, so, he, he's able to maintain control on Burgos, he gets Burgos down, and, um, like he goes for a dance. It, it's it's not completely in, you know. So Burgos is able to escape, and um, I think the big thing about that first round is though that Burgos uh, is he's taken down a lot. Amirakani just is is taking him down, but he's using big moves, like big moves to take him down, you know, slam him and all of this. But 
Yeah, Burgos doesn't look shook. I mean, doesn't look shook. And towards the end of the round, he's um, yes, yeah, starting to land more on Amir Khani. And I think we see Amir Khani start to um, start to get tired. Second round starts, and Amir Khani is not in good shape. I mean, he 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 really fucked himself with the way he approached the first round because he is clearly compromised here, and um, Burger sees it. This is the problem. Burgos sees it and is stalking him. Um, yeah, stalking him. Like the, I think the thing is though, Burgos is only throwing like single shots, single shots. Um, you know, in in the second round, and he's got his hands down because he's just like, eh, whatever. You know, so. It's, it affords Amirakani the ability to land his own jab. Go you know, like he's not throwing a lot, but he, yeah, with Burgos's hands down, Amirakani can land and ain't look better than he possibly is to the judges. Um, yeah, you know, eh, um. Mirakani also is keeping going for the takedown. Keeps going for the takedown. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's not able to get it. Because he's so tired. So he can't push through on it. And um, in the end, Burgos lands on top. Lands on top of Mirakani in one of the failed attempts. Gets him down. And just starts landing like some ground and pound on him, which yo, that is not good for Amirakani. You know what I mean? Third round starts, and um, Ink Amirakani realizes that he needs to try and end this. Otherwise, it, it, it's not going to be good for him. So he he, he tries to throw a, a flying knee. Um, but, you know, Burgos, yeah, he's not, he's not gonna fall for that shit, so he slips it, and, um, lands some really good body shots that really hurt Amirakani, you know, it's the worst thing for a tired fighter to then get, you know, attacked in the body, so yeah, that's not good. Um, Burgos also throws some big shots, and Mirakani goes down. Uh, Burgos, he's going crazy with the ground and pounds. He's really trying to, um, yeah, put Mirakani out now. Um, is that like? Crazy enough, Amirakani manages to survive and get up. But in getting up, he eats a head kick. Not good. Um, but he still survives, which is just like, 
how the fuck did he survive that? You know what I mean? Um, but he, he's carrying carrying on just eating at a relentless onslaught. Um, you know, it's just not good. Uh, and yeah, Americani is just so compromised that Burgos goes back to the body and it's done. Referee ends it like probably 30 seconds left, but yeah, it was clear that Americani was not going to uh, be able to carry on with this shit. It was just over for him. And I think. It really shows, like, look, there's conditioning, you know, you can be conditioned and everything, but if you implement the wrong strategy, it's not good, and the wrong, like, look, you can take people down, but you've got to hold them down, or you can't exert all your energy to Get the takedown. So it can't be suplexes and stuff like that. Like a quick single leg, you know, ankle pick, boom, fine. But if you're exerting all your energy, hey, you know, I mean, I think this is a very cautionary tale. So, um, the leading fight to the main pay per view card. Final fight of the prelims, Corey Overkill Anderson against Johnny Walker. Now, Johnny Walker is being on a tear. Okay, like the big talk is if he gets rid of Corey Anderson, could be next for uh, Johnny jo- Johnny Bones Jones. And um, Corey Anderson is looking to um, make a statement to try and, uh, you know, cement his claim of being a top light heavyweight fighter. You know, he doesn't want to be a stepping stone here. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, Now, I think the problem with Johnny Walker is... He's clearly a good fighter. He's clearly explosive. You know, he's got that knockout power. He clowns a lot, though. And, and, and that's probably one of his biggest flaws. You know what I mean? And, yeah, that's what happened in this fight. Walker, he, he, he's clowning, but... You know, Anderson is staying focused. Like, he straight away goes for a takedown. Gets some... Pushes Walker against the fence. And he eventually gets it. Going, clinching for a bit. Avoid... Manages to avoid, like, elbows and stuff like that. Gets the takedown. Now, Walker gets up. But Anderson... Continues to pressure him He's not giving Walker space Because give him space He can um, Get into his flow Get comfortable Start flowing some Flashy attacks And stuff like that But Anderson isn't giving him that time Right So um, They're back 
to the center and uh, like Anderson just unleashes this big right hook, hits Walker, and Walker is, you know I mean, he's trying to be like, yo, I'm not hurt, what you got, so he's like pulling faces, he's goofing a bit, you know what I mean, and Anderson's just like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean, keep doing it, son, and, um, yeah, he, he, he follows up with some more punches, so Walker is now stunned, there's like, boom, this is a crazy thing, Walker, he gets hit with that first, now he's pulling faces, and straight away he's hit, again, and then again, so he's stunned, he stumbles back, and Anderson swarms him, Gary, like, he gets, uh, gets on top, landing ground and pound for days, Walker manages to get back up, but he's dazed, and Anderson lands another big hook, man, another big hook, Walker goes down, and the ref calls it, ref calls it, and, uh, yeah, Anderson goes crazy with the, uh, goes a little crazy with the celebration, I can get it, you know what I mean, I definitely can get it, because, you know, Walker's, like, Walker's clowning, Walker's clowning, there's some disrespect there, so, um, yeah, Anderson goes a little nuts, now, he probably could have used his time on the mic with Rogan a bit better. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. It is what it is, man. But yeah. Whoo! Prelims. So much friggin' fun. Three knockouts. Do you know what I mean? Three knockouts. And then the other fight stopped with a TKO. So, yo. Insane, insane. So you know I mean it's just like the anticipation now for the main calm is crazy. Okay, so now main card pay-per-view and uh god damn so looking forward to all of this shit. First fight, Kevin Lee against Gregor Gillespie. This is in the lightweight division, 155 pounds. And, uh, man, this is looking like it's going to be a real good fight. Gillespie undefeated. Kevin Lee, yeah, he's coming off losses, but he's now trading at TriStar. So, you're, you're like, okay... With, with, you know what I mean, with all of that, with Farasa Habi in his corner, does he now have, like, the game planning, the confidence to really do something? Because he easily made the weight, easily made the weight cut this time around. So, yeah, it's just like, okay, what's going to happen? Um, so, it first round starts on the feet. And um, they're both exchanging jabs. Now, 
Kevin Lee has lowered his stance so he's eye level with Gillespie because it's crazy. When you see them together, you realize, yo, shit, Kevin Lee is big, man, real big. And um, yeah, so he's lowered that stance, um, and he he Lee's really focused. He's taking his time. Yeah, I mean, he's not trying to rush anything. Now, Gillespie is pistoning out his jab, and he's probably landing the most, probably man landing the most out of the two. He doesn't look super comfortable, but he's landing. So you're like, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, this is looking interesting. Who's going to go for the takedown first? Where is this going to lead? Um, yeah, but I think when Kevin Lee does land, you can tell they're big shots. They're, they're like they're heavy shots, and um, I think Lee's seeing a pattern, and so he throws, man, he throws a left jab at Gillespie. Gillespie slips. Slips to the right to you know I me mean, to avoid, and as he is moving to the right, Lee is throwing a right kick, which just goes boom. You know I mean connects perfectly with Gillespie's chin. Oh my god. It was brutal, brutal, man. Gillespie just falls back. He slumps on the fence and just kind of just ugh, slurps down on the canvas. Man, ref jumps in. Um, Lee lands a bit of a hammer fist. Is is you know what I mean? Luckily, it's not full force. It's not. Like, smack on, but it was just like, yo, god damn it, man, this is crazy. It was such a statement win for Lee. Such a statement win for Lee, and everyone was shocked. You know, you see the reactions of, um, like, all the commentary team, it was just, oh, it was brutal. Brutal. So... Hopefully Gillespie is cool, but yeah, this really puts Lee's name back into the mix at 155, man, you know what I mean? So next up, we're back to the heavyweight division, and we have got Derek Lewis against Blogov Ivanov. Um... Man, and you know the first thing that you notice about this fight, both fighters are in probably the best shape we've seen them in. I mean, like they both trim down, which is yo, that's you know it's a good look, man. It's definitely a good look. Um is you know it should help with cardio and it's definitely gonna help with them and their performances. So um Starts off and Lewis, he throws a lazy ass leg kick. And uh, Ivanov takes him down. 
Do you know what I mean? Takes him straight down. Like, even if he, 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 he's trying to... Uh, I think he was, like, trying to go for, like, I don't know, American or something like that. But Lewis is, is the craziest person because no ground technique, really. But he's he gets up. And so he just exploded and he's back on his feet. You know what I mean? And so... He's back on his feet and he is throwing. You know what I mean? He's for uppercuts. Um, even for a leg kick. You know what I mean? Um, but now they're clinching. Um, and they're up against the fence. Ionoff is like he, he you know what I mean? he's just of trying to avoid like, you know, what Lee's throwing at him. Really, um, but yeah, it was just man, a bit of a crazy first round, you know. What I mean, like, it's, it's clear that Lewis, I think Lewis is the more athletic in there. But what an interesting point that Rogan kind of pointed out was Lewis is only throwing real shots from, from his right, which is just not really noticed it before. But yeah, he's not got anything on the left, really, which is so weird, you know. So second round starts, and um, even off, you know, he's uh, yeah, he goes with a big overhand. Um, now Lewis, he he responds with his own shots, um, and uh, yeah. He's he really kind of is unloading with combinations, combinations that hurt Ivanov as well. Ivanov um, gets a takedown though, gets a takedown, and he he tries for a key lock submission. Again, Lewis just it, it explodes, yeah, it explodes. Back on his feet and unleashes hell and hurts Ivanov again. You know, Ivanov ends the round with a takedown, but I think it's just like Lewis is doing the damage here. He's doing the damage, and you do once Rogan pointed it out, you do realize. Look, if leave if Lewis had a left side attack. He would be able to stop the takedowns. You know what I mean? I think we, we get that. Third round. Um, even off his pressing forward. But he's not really throwing any volume. You know what I mean? Lewis is, is the one trying to throw those combinations and shit. Um, and... I think Lewis has probably got the heavier shots. Like, he's throwing a lot of uppercuts in close, really trying to hurt Ivanov. Like, Ivanov has got the takedowns, you know what I mean? He gets a couple on Lewis. But, yeah, Lewis, he, he, he's not getting held down. He's not getting held down, and he get he, he's getting straight up. So, look, it's a close fight. But I think Lewis landed the heavier shots, the most shots. 
And um, he's the one that is rocking Ivanov. Lewis doesn't really get rocked in this fight. Like, you do wonder, how the fuck is Ivanov taking all this punishment? You know what I mean? That was the, the, the crazy thing, really, about this fight. But, um, man, it does go to a split decision. I don't know about that. I think it was clear that Lewis won. But, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy fight. But you do think taking that amount of punishment, it, it can't be good for Ivanov. You know, you, you just can't, can't be good, man. Um, but next up, we've got Stephen Wonderboy Thompson against Vicente Luque. So this is at welterweight. Um, Luque's been on a bit of a run. It's Thompson, you know, I mean? Thompson, he's won, psh, I think, one in his last four. But I don't think. He's not, this is a crazy thing, he got knocked out by Perez, but he was looking good, you know what I mean, he was winning that fight before that knockout, so you kind of think, it's like the big talk is, is Thompson on the down, but yeah, I think this is the fight for him to show that he's still in contention, right? And it's the it's the fight for Luke to be like, yo, I'm the next thing, son. You know what I mean? But uh yeah. Ain't Luke, you know, he starts out throwing leg kicks on Thompson. Which you think, alright, that's cool. Because you know what I mean you, you you fuck with Thompson's legs and you can fuck with his movement. Right, so sensible strategy, but Thompson is is just really good at um, ain't just having that movement, you know, keeping his range, and um, that's what he uses to uh, to get Luke. You know, what I mean, because Luke charges in at times, um. Which, yeah, like he's he does get to tags Thompson, and at a point you think he might have stunned him, but Thompson is, you know, he's just really good at pivoting, you know, using the movement, using his reach. Using the legs to um to keep Luke at range and pick him pick him off. Because that was the big thing about this first round. Um Thompson it just established himself and is just like snipering at Luke. You know, it is a bit of a, it's like a, Thompson is a bit of a matador in there, you know, so second round, and Thompson is, like, he's not, because at times he, he can sit back a bit, but he's 
coming forward, he's really attacking Luke. You know, he's switching stances, which is confusing Luke. And um, he's landing some really good shots. You know, he's really kind of controlling things. Crazy thing is, Luke is just prepared to eat shots so he can land his own. But he's not landing combinations. Because he can't... Like, Thompson is just moving so much, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, Luke is landing singles and then Thompson is shifting and um, just throwing shit up. He puts him down with a sidekick. Puts him down with a sidekick, which is just, yo, sweet kick. Crazy thing is, Thompson puts him down. And backs off and lets him get back up. Oh, yeah, you're just like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? You could jump on him, you could put him away, maybe. But no, Thompson lets him back up. But you know what I mean? He he's still just pinging him. He lets him back up and he's moving forward and just landing at will. On Luke And um yeah I think you can see it Taking its toll Luke is looking Battered you know, So we're going into the third round And um Thompson Is not slowing down It's not slowing down He is just Putting it on Luke you know I mean? And puts him down With another friggin sidekick <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, this time he does follow it up with a little bit of ground a pound from the standing position, which is which is good. You know what I mean? Because Thompson is really trying to put his mark on things. You know, he I mean? just kind of like go, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? What have you got for me, man? But like. Crazy thing is, you know, Luke is definitely being, definitely being dominated, but he is still in the friggin' fight, and he like, yeah, at times, as I said, look, he rushes forward, and he does land the odd shot on Thompson, and so you do worry, you're just like, ah, like, I mean, is he gonna land a big shot, what's gonna happen, but Thompson is... Just really utilizing his movement, and um, yeah, he's able to put it on Luke, stunning him numerous times towards the end. And you're thinking, Oh, fuck, is Thompson gonna be able to put him away? Um, and you do wonder, like, if Thompson could. Just put together a sustained attack. Maybe could put Luke away. But um, I think it is clear that Thompson... like So, yeah, Thompson wins. Unanimous decision. And I, I think he does mention that he, he thinks he may have broken his hand. So, uh, you know, it, it was a real good performance from Thompson, man. And it really does kind of... Um, I think it puts him back in the mix, 
You know what I mean? It, it definitely haunts the uh, the slide. And um, yeah, I think he puts him back. I think he gets back in the mix with things. So now we are on the co-main event. It's uh, Kevin Gaskillin against Darren Till, who is making his first appearance at middleweight, 185 pounds. And, um, yo, like, there's the thing is, like, I think the thought going into this is, you know, like, look, there's Gaskillin moved up from well away. And Gaskillin, yo, he's had some good performances at middleweight for sure. But he is definitely a smaller middleweight. So that is the fault. Like, you know what I mean? Till is big for welterweight. But is he going to be big enough to really contend with the big middleweights? Till looked big in there. You know what I mean? Till definitely looked big. He, he wasn't a slouch or anything like that. Um, And I think... Straight away, which was a bit of a surprise, but straight away, they're basically in the clinch. They're in the clinch and fighting for position on the fence. You know what I mean? Um, I think, yeah, you, you think Gaskellin will probably win the clinch, but Till is, Till is really kind of holding his own. Really holding his own. And, um, yeah, lands, uh, you know, lands an elbow and shit when they separate. Uh, you know, it's it's mainly leg kicks now, though. Like, mainly leg kicks and clinches for the rest of the round. Um, but Gaskellin, like, you're wondering what Gaskellin's game plan is. Because he, he is... Yeah, he, he's going for takedowns, but they're, I don't know, they just, he doesn't seem to be in the right gear. I mean, that's the weird thing about this, like, Gaskillin just seems to be off, you know, he, he's not, he's not the Gaskillin that fought Adesanya, you know, so, yeah, second round starts, and, um, yeah, Till is, um, like, he's throwing a lot of feints. I mean, he's throwing a lot of feints, and Gaskellin is biting them, you know? Which, yeah, I think it, it's allowing Till to, um, yeah, land leg kicks and really eat up Gaskellin's leg and then throw out those jabs, you know what I mean? So... Like, Till is having the better of the round. Which is something I don't think anyone really expected. Like, as the round goes on, like, Gaskellin, you know, he's now trying to throw his own leg kicks. Um, but there's times when he moves in and you think, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, great position. He's going to throw an uppercut, like a, a body hook. But he's missing, which is the oddest thing. Like he's in those positions, which we've seen him in before, where he puts together good combinations. He lands, he does his thing, he implements his game. 
but he doesn't seem to be able to do it here, which is, um, yeah, it's an odd one. So we're in the third round, and um, Gaskellin, yeah, I think he, he realizes he needs to do something, so he's pressing more. You know, pressing more, but he, he, you know, he's striking still is off. Still is off. And Teal, you know, he's landing some, yeah, some good shots. Good shots, and he's still throwing the leg kicks. Gaskellin finally is able to get some takedowns. Get some takedowns on Teal. But he can't hold Till down And he's not really able to do anything You know, like when he does get a takedown So no real ground and pound No sub attempt, anything like that Like it's a close fight But yeah Like Till definitely looked the better of the fighters Hearing. So it's a great um, debut at middleweight for Teal. Now, it's a bit of a weird one with the judges because one judge gives it 30 27 Teal, another judge gives it 29 28 to Teal, the other judge gives it 30 27 to Gaskellin. And you're like, look, you could definitely give Gaskellin that third. You can't give Gaskellin three rounds. That's just insane. You know? So, um, yeah. Great debut for Till. Um, you know, there was thought that maybe this with um, Dominic Ray, um, Not Dominic Reyes. Um, Costa. With Costa being out. You're like, you're thinking that, you know, the person that wins this could possibly get the next shot at Adesanya. But, I, you know, even though this was a good performance from Till, and it's definitely a great performance for his confidence to right the ship and all of that, it's not the performance to get a title shot. You know what I mean? But, yeah, still a good performance. But now, oh my days... Ah, everything is set up. We've now got the main event for the BMF belt. Who is going to be held as the baddest motherfucker of the game? George Gamebred Masterval or Nate Diaz? Man, you're in a welterweight fight. But you you do kind of think the winner of this fight... Definitely makes a big claim for uh, the winner of Covington Usman in December. I mean, like you think about the schedules, that's a perfect. I mean, that's a perfect setup, right? The winner of this fight fights the winner of that because there's not much time between both fights, and so. Yeah, it, it need, no one has a clear advantage when it comes to time off, really, if you book um, 
you know, that title fight for, I don't know, like, end of February, Super Bowl weekend, yeah, that could be a fight, Super Bowl weekend, end of February, or maybe beginning of March, you know, the timelines match up, so, what's gonna happen, right, um, funniest thing, man, so Massivel starts off, and he, he fakes, like he's gonna throw that flying knee that took out Askarin. So you're thinking, alright, this could this is gonna be a fun fight. Jerry, this is gonna be a fun fight. Um Yeah. Like Diaz like he throws a twit T and a one-two, but um Masavel, he is oh man, Masavel is looking slick. He glides out the way and uh yeah, he, he, he's just moving well and just looking to throw. They 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 clinch on the fence. They're jockeying for position. Massavel he he lands a uh man, like he lands a real good elbow on the break. Um and you can see that he is just dialed in. Jareen, dialed in for this fight. Like, man, he's landing those elbows. Um, throws another one. And you see, boom, stuns Diaz. Jareen, Diaz is stunned. And as Diaz bends down... Like, Masvidal just catches him with, ugh, a head kick that you just think, yo, it's done. It's got to be done, right? Diaz goes down, you know what I mean? And um, Masvidal is just throwing on him with, uh, you know I mean, from standing ground and pound. Like, he does land some shots, but Diaz is really utilising the legs well. You know, really kind of keeping Mastavel at bay with, um, with his legs, which is real smart. You know, real smart. Now, Mastavel is, like, can't hit, go for, get the face, but he is landing on the body. Is landing on the body. Um, but yeah, Diaz, he's um he's covering up well, and he, he you know he gets back to his feet. Um like it's a weird one, man. Because you know, Diaz is uh he's still like trying. There's as a thing, like he, he was clearly hurt. He's looking, man, like, his face is cut up, his blood everywhere, but Diaz ain't phased, it's crazy, you know I mean, Diaz is like a fucking zombie, and, uh, yeah, he's still, he's still trying to go at, um, Masvidal, <laughs> you know what I mean, which is like, yo, god damn, this is insane, um, 
And yeah, Diaz is throwing combinations that um, are landing. But Gary, like Mazavel is is just man, he's putting it on Diaz, and he just lands some great body shots. You know, second round starts, and um, Diaz he comes out like he wasn't nearly put away. That's the insane thing. He, he's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm here, motherfucker. So he's coming out. He's scrappy as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? He's landing combinations. But I think Masavell is like he's just smiling. Just smiling. And go oh, throwing some just his boxing is on point tonight. You know what I mean? Um yeah, he, he he's throwing some great headshots. He's um yeah throwing to the body and he unleashes a big overhand right that rocks Diaz. You know? Um then back to the body that puts Diaz down. Like Masvel, you know, he lets him back up. He like it's clear Masvel doesn't really want to get into it on the ground. You know, because yeah, I think if he's, I think everyone knows Diaz is, you know, he's got that jujitsu. You know, right? so it's just a bit like, yo, why am I gonna fuck with that, son? So yeah, he he lets Diaz um back up, but uh. Yeah, he, he's just got this systematic attack. Systematic attack. And he's like, oh, just doing his thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. He, um, yeah, he, he takes Diaz down. Um, but Diaz is trying to go for the ankle. Trying to go for an ankle lock. Masavel, he, he escapes. He's not really threatened. Um, and, uh, yeah, ends the round. Landing some more good shots on uh, on Diaz. Like, Diaz's face is not looking good. Really isn't looking good. But we're in the third round. In the third round. And, uh, yeah, Masterval is, um, oh, he's, he's, he's moving well, he's doing his thing. Diaz is, is trying, you know what I mean? He's going with more combinations. But, yeah, Masterval is just, man, he's, like, got that fast twitch muscle. So he's avoiding and then countering, avoiding and countering. And just slick as a motherfucker, man. He's so fast. So friggin' fast. And, um, yeah, when Diaz, you know, he he tries to, uh, he's trying to come back. He's trying to impose his will. But, you know, like, Mazavel just throws, like, a big overhand and some body shots. That just hurt Diaz over and over again.
again. But, yeah, like, he's not able to put him away. Like, you know what I mean? Mazabel ends getting a takedown, landing ground and pound. Yeah, I mean, he's just landing at will, landing at will, but can't put Diaz away. So they're like, Ink, Masvidal looks a little bit frustrated that he can't get Diaz out of there. But, you know, I don't think that, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't think that he was just like, yeah. I'm going to knock him out. I think Mazavell knew that this was going to be a war. He knew that it was going to probably go into the later championship rounds. Um, But the doctor's in because Diaz's face is looking a mess. And it looks like the fight is continuing. But, yo, it's not. Referee tells... um, yeah, tells the ref it's done, and um, yeah, we don't get a fourth round. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's uh, yeah, it's over. Um, you know, it's a bit of a shame. It's a bit of a shame, but the thing is, when you see Diaz's eye, it doesn't look pretty. Do you know, what I mean? it's a deep ass cut. It's not a pretty look. So. No, it's a shame, but you can understand why that fight was stopped. You can definitely understand why that fight is stopped. Uh, so yeah, Rock comes out, puts that belt, that nice, ah, uh, that crazy ass belt on Mazdaval. So it's a great fight. It really was a great fight. And although yeah, the fight was stopped, it was a good ending. Do you know what I mean? It, it was just, it was an awesome fight. It was an awesome card. It really was. So you can't, look, people, yeah, people are definitely complaining. People are definitely like, ah, this sucks, all of that. But, yo, this was an awesome night of fighting. There's no getting away with it. This was fucking insane. Um, Like, the bonuses... Corey Anderson, um, Kevin Lee for their knockouts, and then the fight of the night, Thompson v. Um, Luke. So, uh, yeah, can't be mad at that. And so the thing is, right, they are talking about maybe trying to run back the Masaval Diaz fight, but with that car, that fight ain't happening anytime soon. So, you do kind of feel that, look, the time is right for um, Mazaval to get the winner of the Usman-Covington fight. I think that's the next fight to make. And um, then you can have the second fight with um, Diaz after that. Because then that gives Diaz's face enough time to heal. Because, look, this cut opened up in... um, Diaz's fight against Pettis, and that wasn't that long ago, so, you know, he definitely needs longer than two months to heal up, so I don't think we're going to get Diaz until probably at the earliest April, 
that's what I reckon. Um, so yeah, I think we make the winner of Usman Covington against Masvidal, and that's the way to go. But people, next week shit continues. You know what I mean? We have got UFC Moscow. So um, boy, I am looking forward to that. It's gonna be a fun frigging card, man. Definitely going to be a fun ass card. You know what I mean? We've got um. Oh shit! Who is fighting? We got some good fights too. Um, Jesus Christ, my uh, my friggin' um, memory is just. I know we got um, Alexander Volkov against Greg Hardy. So we got that fight. Um, I think that is the main. No, that's not the main event. So the main event is the beat against um Cater. Kelvin Cater. So uh yeah, that's gonna be a friggin' fun one. Um Who else is on that card, man? So uh yeah, we've got um Zalim Medvedev against Danny Roberts, Ed Herman against uh, Kadiz Ibra- Ibrahimov, you know, Anthony Rocco Martin against Ramazan Imez. Oh man, we like this is it's crazy. It's gonna be good. Do you know what I mean we're gonna see a lot of uh, a lot of sambo and shit? Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. And um, Pammy Kazad is uh, fighting Jessica Rose Clark. So, uh, you know, this is a fight that um, Pammy definitely needs to win. But, yeah, David Grant is back. Man, this is going to be fun. This is definitely going to be fun. And because it's in Russia, hey, we get it at a nice, reasonable time in the UK. So, yeah, you can't ask for more than that. So, yeah, tune in next week and we will have all of that breakdown. All right? Cool. Okay, people, so we're nearing the end of another episode. A little bit of fight news before we go. So, Ian Hymish is going to be fighting Amari Akamendov at UFC 245. I just think, how many more fights are getting added to this card? It's looking absolutely crazy. Um... Jorinio Rosenstruck is making a quick turnaround and he will be filling in for Walt Harris against Alistair Overeem at UFC on ESPN 7. Um, I think that's the Washington card. Uh, we've got Sadib Noramegadov against. Uh, Ryani Barcelones at UFC Bassoon. Um, oh man, like 
Yo Romero and Israel and Asanya going back and forth. Greg Hardy is not allowed to use in his inhaler at UFC Moscow. So um yeah, I hopefully that will clear up any more crazy uh, rubbish that might come up. Josh Barnett is finally making his Bellator debut against Ronnie Marks on the 20th of December. Um, we've got uh, Veronica Macedo is stepping in to fight Ariana Lipsky at UFC Sao Paulo because um, Priscilla Cochera um, seems to have failed a drug test, which uh, yeah, that, I mean that's not good, right? Um, I think that is yeah, I think that's pretty much it. You know, uh, you know, a little bit of news, but not. Not a whole heap is going on. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, most of the stuff is just kind of back and forth from UFC 244. But um, yeah, next week to um, UFC Moscow. So uh, yeah, come back and we will be hitting that. Until next week, people, enjoy yourselves. Peace.